0: Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to Top 5 from The Ray Taylor Show, where each week I rank movies in a variety of categories, from franchise and subgenre to directors and actors. No film is left unwatched as I break down my Top 5 picks. So join me every Sunday for new episodes and get ready to dive into the world of film with top five from the Ray Taylor show. This week, this episode, I am ranking my top five Pirates of the Caribbean movies or some may say Pirates of the Caribbean movies based on the popular Disney theme park ride. The Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise is a series of adventure films produced by the Walt Disney Pictures Company. The franchise follows the adventures of Captain Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp, as he navigates through various seafaring adventures. There are five movies in this franchise, so they will all be on this list. The franchise has grossed over 45 Five billion dollars worldwide, making it one of the highest-grossing film series of all time. The movie features a mix of action, adventure, comedy, with a supernatural twist. Other notable characters in the franchise include Will Turner, played by Orlando Bloom, Elizabeth Swan, played by Keira Knightley. And Hector Barboza, played by Jeffrey Rush. The movies have been praised for their visual effects, music, and performances, particularly Johnny Depp's portrayal of Captain Jack Sparrow. The franchise has also spawned several spin off productions, or several spin off products, including video games and novels the future of the franchise is uncertain with reports suggesting that disney may be looking to reboot or continue the series with a new cast of characters although i do believe i heard uh, rumors possibly reports of johnny depp coming back to future films so we will see how that goes but not surprising that the disney company who is known for rebooting and regurgitating movies over and over again, as we have seen with the live-action reboots of all of their classic animated films. It would not be surprising that they would do a similar thing with this franchise. Um, and I had only seen the first two films in this franchise, maybe, and I see saw parts of the third one. Uh, like a, it was a demo video at a store when I sold electronics, we used the third movie as a demo video. Uh, so I'd only seen parts of that one, but I'd only seen two movies in the theater when they released. So I was excited to go and complete the series, watch all of the movies that I had not seen, and see where this franchise goes so that I can sit down here with you and rank my top five picks of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. So let's get it started, shall we, with number five. This is my least favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Now, most of the time, my least favorite movie in a category doesn't even make the list because most of the time, my lists are are developed from a, a pool of movies that is more than five films. So thankfully, this was an easy watch, although some of these movies are pretty long. But number 5, my least favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie or my 5th favorite, however you'd like to look at it. Coming in number 5 is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. And for those that are not sure which one based on the subtitle, this is the 4th movie in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and was released in 2011. The movie follows Jack Captain Jack Sparrow, forgive me for not properly titling jack sparrow captain jack sparrow uh, as he searches for the fountain of youth a legendary mystical spring that grants eternal life sparrow is joined by former lover angelica who is played by penelope cruz and rival pirate blackbeard played by ian mcshane who are also seeking the fountain for their own purposes. The movie takes place several years after the events of the original trilogy and features new characters, including a missionary, Philip Swift, played by Sam uh, uh, Claflin, Claflin? and mermaid, Serena, played by Astrid Burgess Frisbee. The movie received mixed reviews from critics, with some praising the performances and action sequences, while others criticizing the plot and lack of cohesion. The movie grossed over $1 billion worldwide, making it the second highest grossing movie in the franchise after Dead Man's Chest. The movie's score was composed by Hans Zimmer, who also composed the score's previous movies in the franchise. The movie was directed by Rob Marshall and previously directed uh, the musicals for films Chicago and Nine. The movie features several nods to the previous movies in the franchise including return characters such as Barbosa and Gibbs. The movie was released in 3D and IMAX formats with the 3d version receiving mixed reviews for its use of the technology Uh, it was very clear that this movie was a 3d movie plenty of ridiculous shots only meant for showing off 3d you know the shots of like a sword pointed at the camera or a telescope pointed at the camera Uh, just ridiculous shots that are only there to show off 3d and it's sad that in this time thanks to avatar james cameron created one of the most popular movies but also in my opinion ruined the film industry for a few years as the trend of 3d absolutely made the worst movies not only movies that were intended to be in 3d and actually filmed in 3d which i would assume these were But also the various films that were post-converted into 3D and were horrible. And just movies that were like, uh, it just was such a horrible trend. Even, I was selling electronics, right, as I mentioned earlier. And there was a trend in TVs that had 3D, which was dumb because who wants to wear glasses battery powered glasses while they're home watching a movie right can you imagine your batteries and your glasses going dead when you're halfway through Pirates of the Caribbean at Stranger Tides you not only have to have special TV not only you have to have battery powered glasses that are charged up and enough of those glasses for everybody that intends to watch this 3D movie but you also had to somehow get access to 3D content which was and probably still is a very niche and rare format to get which would also mean not only do you have to have a 3d tv 3d glasses 3d content but you also have to have a 3d movie player a 3d blu-ray player it's just ridiculous and of course it was a trend that lasted for like two three years and then it completely died off um which you know thank you james cameron for that Thank you for the success of Avatar for that Um, and this movie you could totally tell all the 3D moments Uh, this plot loosely based on the novel on stranger tides by Tim powers which was originally intended as the basis for the very first movie in the franchise Uh, this movie at no point has the same feel as the original franchise Everybody looks very clean and manicured versus every other Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Everybody looks like they're pirates. They look dirty. They look messy. Uh, Versus this one, it felt almost like an imitation Pirates of the Caribbean movie. You know how sometimes there's those imitation movies that come out that look really similar to a big-budget popular movie, but it's like the title slightly different? That's kind of what this looked like. It also kind of felt a lot more like a theme park show than a movie, right? Like they set up like a lot of these set pieces seem like they're on like a small soundstage. Um, So just overall, like the fact that it's not tied in at all with the aside from Jack Sparrow, not tied in with the original trilogy um, and then Barboza coming back in a very weird way. Uh, the way it's filmed, the way everybody looks like there's so many aspects of this movie that I really didn't like. Um, so that is why this movie is coming in at number five, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Moving on to my fourth favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie. This is a movie that also had some issues. But was still fun and uh, was easily put above the last movie I mentioned. Coming in number four is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. This is the fifth and final film as far as that's been released so far. I'm sure there will be more in the future. But as I'm recording this, this is the last of the franchise that has come out. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. And this was released in 2017. So five years ago, as I'm recording this, the movie follows Captain Jack Sparrow as he teams up with Henry Turner, the son of uh, the other Turner guy, uh, played by Brenton Thwaites and Karina Smythe, played by Kea Scordellario. To find the Trident of Poseidon, a powerful artifact that can break any curse at sea. So obviously, people wanting some curse, because there's a lot of curses going on in this franchise. Uh, The trio must face off against Captain Armando Salazar, which was played by Javier Bardem. Uh, who I think was pretty great at this. It was a ghost pirate who seeks revenge against Sparrow for his cursed own fate. So we get to see a little bit of Jack Sparrow origin story in this movie. The movie also features the return of Will Turner. That's his name. Played by Orlando Bloom, who is the father. So kind of in some ways, mimicking the father-son relation to when Will found his father as one of the crew of the the uh, flying dutchman uh so will turner played by orlando bloom and elizabeth swan played by keira knightley from the original trilogy so nice to see both of them come back in this another reason why this is above the other film that is at number five the movie received mixed reviews with some critics praising the performances and action sequences while others criticizing the recycled plot and lack of originality very true very true. The movie grossed over $794 million worldwide, making it the second lowest grossing movie in the franchise after the first film, uh, which is kind of sad. The first film was the uh, third lowest grossing or second lowest. What does that mean? Uh, the movie's score was composed by Jeff, Jeff, Jeff uh, Zanelli, and features themes from the original trilogy composed by Hans Zimmer. The movie was directed by jo Kim Ronin, uh and Eps- Espen Sandberg, who previously directed the adventure film Kon Tiki, which I have no idea what that movie is. Uh, The movie features several nods to the previous movies in the franchise, including references to Davy Jones, The Flying Dutchman, and the East India Trading Company. The movie was released in 3D and IMAX formats with the 3D version receiving praise for its use of the technology and action scenes. Uh, This is another movie obviously filmed in 3D, there's like no depth of field, everything is in focus, right? although. And it's also very dark, right, which if you're watching this movie in 3D, then you're wearing polarized glasses, which will make the screen dark anyway, but so many of these scenes are like night scenes, and they're the specific kind of night scenes where you just can't see what's going on. Even though I was at home watching it on my super bright projector, had all of the lights off, and I think part of it is because it was specifically filmed for 3D, so I think the separation like everything looks like it's just textured and colored the same and the 3d aspect was supposed to provide separation between characters and backgrounds and it just all looked like a blend it almost looked like i was looking at a one of those 3d pieces of art right like the only way i would have been able to see what's on screen is to cross my eyes and look through it and then i would see a sailboat but didn't like the darkness didn't like the fact that it was clearly 3d but the stuff that i did see i think this did some fun things uh the also some of the dialogue was super low right had to hit the volume up like javier bardem very low dialogue very hard almost like he's doing an asmr type of reading of his dialogue which was kind of uh kind of weird but and in some ways ups the Fast and the Furious franchise from Fast and the Furious 5, where in that movie it had a notable scene of them dragging a safe through Rio de Janeiro. Uh, in this movie, it has a horse-drawn safe being drugged, in addition to the building that the safe was in as well, being dragged through town. Very ridiculous, but still really fun, and... Uh, Uh, That is one of the reasons why I like this. There are some really cool scenes, even though everything is so digital and in so many ways hard to see. But at least the people looked dirty. They looked like they were there. Like this one was definitely trying to be more like the original trilogy, which obviously, uh, as we've made it this far, uh, the original trilogy, I think, is far better than these last two sequels. Uh, but this one wasn't as horrible. Also, Johnny Depp clearly looks older in this one. He's wearing a lot more clothing. His face is a little bit puffier than usual. Like he's not the same, uh, not the same Captain Jack Sparrow from the previous movies. Um, and there's a moment where his character is slurring. Like clearly, he's on a bender as well. But he, it's like the most authentic slurring of drunk speech that I have ever seen and wouldn't be surprised if he was actually drunk to film those scenes where his character is supposed to be drunk. Thankfully, that wasn't the character throughout the film, so it was clearly a, a, a choice made for that character in the beginning of the film. Uh, but either way, it wasn't horrible. I enjoyed it. I had a fun time, uh, but definitely not... On my top three. So coming at number four is Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces, an ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from The Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion on news and entertainment, and much more. There's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories. And if that wasn't enough, we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics. So why wait? Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer. And now, back to the show. And then moving on to my third favorite, now we're getting into the original trilogy which i am kind of glad that it was a trilogy i didn't know the first three movies were kind of a self-contained package story uh where at the end of the second one i was like oh there's it's clearly setting up for a part two uh so very interesting but coming here and number three my third favorite pirates of the caribbean film is pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest this is the second movie in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise and was released in 2006. This is the one of the two movies that I saw in theaters. Obviously, the first movie was one i had seen in theaters and watched this one. The movie picks up just after the events of the last film with Captain Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp, facing off against the fearsome Davy Jones, uh, played by Billy N- Bill Nahi. He and is facing off against him and his cursed crew. The movie also follows the adventures of Will Turner, played by Orlando Bloom and Elizabeth Swan, played by Keira Knightley, as they try to rescue Sparrow and prevent the East India Trading Company from using Jones's powers for their own gain. The movie features new characters, including Tia Dalma, played by Noemi Harris, a voodoo priestess who helps the trio and Cutler Beckett, played by Tom Hollander, a ruthless uh, representative of the East India Trading Company. The movie received mixed to positive reviews from the critics, uh, with many praising the performances and special effects, while some criticizing the convoluted plot. The movie grossed over $1 billion worldwide, making it the highest-grossing movie of 2006 and the third-highest-grossing film of all time uh, at the same time of its release. So a big, big movie for the franchise and one of the biggest movies of the year. The movie score was composed by Hans Zimmer, who also composed the score of the first movie in the franchise. The movie was directed by George... Uh, Verbinski, uh, Gore Verbinski, I mean, uh, who also directed the first film and the third film in the franchise. He directed the trilogy. The first features the movie features several several memorable action sequences, including a thrilling sword battle on a giant wheel and a chaotic battle between the cursed crew of the Flying Dutchman and the crew of the Black Pearl. Uh, The movie's ending sets up for the events of the third movie in the franchise, Pirates of the Caribbean, at World's End. Jack is the king of an island tribe at the beginning of this movie. There's very cartoonish action sequences in the beginning, actually through a lot of this movie. Uh, The crew being imprisoned in these fear kind of cages that are made out of bone a cool thing very cartoonish as well uh and then also the villains are all kind of sea creature people which is kind of interesting kind of an interesting take on uh what they could be battling in this movie Uh, so coming in at number three pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest the reason why it's here mostly super cartoonish but also because it definitely feels like a part one um and there's aspects of the part 2 that I enjoyed more so coming in number 3 pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest moving on to number 2 my second favorite pirates of the caribbean movie of all time and this one is the follow up to that previous one pirates of the caribbean at World's and this is the third film in the franchise and was released in 2007. The movie picks up right after the events of the previous film with Captain Jack Sparrow played by Johnny Depp trapped in Davy Jones' locker and his friends trying to rescue him. The movie follows uh, the final battle between the British Empire led by Lloyd, Lord Cutler Beckett played by Tom Hollander and the pirates led by Barbosa, played by Jeffrey Rush and the newly rescued Sparrow. The movie features new characters, including Sao Fang, played by Chow Yun-fat, uh, a notorious pirate lord, and Calypso, played by Naomi Harris, a goddess of the sea. The movie. Received mixed to positive reviews from critics, with many praising the performances and action sequences, some criticizing the convoluted plot and excessive length. It does. There is a lot. This movie is a lot. One of the downsides of this movie is how much this movie is movieing. Uh, There is a lot going on in this movie. Uh, The movie grossed over $960 million worldwide, making it the second highest grossing movie of 2007, after Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, uh, which may be my favorite Harry Potter movie. I don't remember. Uh, The movie's score was composed as the other ones. Hans Zimmer, who also composed the score of the previous films in the franchise. The movie was directed by Gore Verbinski again, who also directed the first and second film in the franchise. The movie features several memorable action sequences, including a spectacular battle between two pirate fleets and a dramatic showdown between Sparrow and Beckett. The final battle of this is amazing. Despite the fact that, that uh, there's that marriage ceremony that takes place amidst this battle, I think the battle was amazing. Uh, The movie's ending wraps up the main storyline of the trilogy while setting up possible future movies, obviously the franchise, which clearly Disney would want that open-ended ending to be there. Uh, This movie has so many different plot lines. I think it was suffered from being overly complicated. Every single character had their own intentions. No two characters were on the same page as far as what was going on. Uh, But I loved the surreal reality that Jack Sparrow was in in this film when he's trapped in Davy Jones's locker. Very surreal. I loved all of that stuff. When they had to flip the boat over and having the ocean rise through it, the rock crabs, all of that stuff. I loved it so much. That's why it is here at number two because it is so much fun. Despite the fact that it is I feel like way too overly complex. Um some of the there's also an epic sequence in this where it's after the final battle and the british ship is exploding right and it's in slow motion and you have the british captain walking through the ship as it's exploding and there's part of that scene where he's walking down the staircase and his hand is gliding over the railing as he's kind of gracefully walking down the staircase meanwhile everything around him is exploding and it's like such an amazing shot to see how everything is exploding why he's just like kind of walking clearly traumatized that he just lost um uh, while everything's blowing up amazing shot so The visuals of this, probably my favorite visuals of the franchise in this movie, Uh, but uh, way too much going on story-wise, but I, I did love this movie. I thought it was great. So coming in at number two, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, which only leaves one movie left. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home office or wardrobe? Look no further than the many faces series by Ray Taylor. That's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought provoking pieces into your own space with high quality prints and t-shirts featuring designs from the Many Faces series, or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now back to the show. The one movie I didn't mention coming in at number one. My favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie is the very first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. The Curse of the Black Pearl. This is, like I said, the first of the franchise released in 2003. I was new in San Diego. so also a, a really cool time in my life. Uh, so probably there's probably some of that nostalgia uh, Attached to this movie, the movie follows the adventures obviously of Will Turner, played by Orlando Bloom, uh, Elizabeth Swan, played by keira Knightley, and as always, uh, Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp, to rescue Elizabeth from the clutches of the cursed crew of the Black Pearl. The cursed crew, led by villainous Captain Barbosa, played by Jeffrey Rush. Uh, They're cursed to live forever as undead skeletons, due to a curse placed on them for stealing the cursed aztec gold the movie received positive reviews from the critics with many praising the performances humor action and action sequences the movie grossed over 650 million dollars worldwide making it the fourth highest grossing movie of 2003 Uh, but as we heard not the most grossing of the franchise the movie's score was composed by klaus uh, badelt with contributions from Hans Zimmer and features the iconic theme song, He's a Pirate. The movie was directed by Gore Verbinski, who would go on to direct the following two films in the kind of trilogy of the beginning of this franchise. The movie features several, several memorable action sequences, including a daring escape from a sinking ship and a climactic sword fight between Sparrow and Barboza. The movie's success led to several sequels, obviously, four to be specific, at least at the time of this recording. Uh, it's amazing that it was kind of based on a popular Disney ride at Walt Disney World that like, oh, we got this ride. Let's make a movie about it. You know, they did that with the, which I haven't seen, the uh, the uh, Jungle Cruise, right? That became a movie. They just started making movies based on rides that didn't really come from movies uh but it's also a great introduction to all of these different characters right Uh, it's got the transitions that did the special effects transitions from these sword fights where every time these cursed pirates are in the moonlight they turn into skeletons all of those transitions throughout this movie were great Uh, a lot of fun sword fights right a great just kind of self-contained movie doesn't suffer from being overly complex or the weight of having to deal with subsequent films uh it's just uh, an overall solid movie i had a lot of fun it's it's not trying to do too much like some of the others do i would say the the fourth film is visually my favorite one uh but this one's a lot of fun as well uh great visuals as well and not quite as cartoonish as the series got but I loved it. That's why it's here at number one, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. And overall, it was a fun, fun to watch all of these movies and see where it goes. And uh, watching the last two movies really made me appreciate the original trilogy a lot more. Uh, but yeah, great, great franchise nonetheless. And uh, we'll see. Not necessarily excited for more movies. Not necessarily excited for depth to, like, depth's performance as jack sparrow became a little bit too much like it almost like his life like almost everything depp is in after doing this character it feels like he's bringing jack sparrow energy to all of these other characters um but regardless it was a lot of fun to watch these and uh would recommend checking it out if you haven't yet but let me recap my list and we'll get out of here shall we this is my top five Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Starting off with number five is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Coming in at number four is Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales. Number three is Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Number two is Pirates of the Caribbean At World's End. And my number one favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie is Pirates of the Caribbean The Curse of the Black Pearl. I want to thank you for tuning into this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts and rankings on my top five films of this franchise, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. Please let me know how you would rank the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I would love to hear it, right? And are you excited for more movies? I would love to hear that, too. Don't forget to tune in next Sunday for an all-new episode. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on YouTube.com slash Inspired Disorder if you are watching this episode. Either way, I will see you again next week for more Top 5. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at inspiredisordercom plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace.